got Bach in the house with me tonight too. So, man, look at him. We got a special guest. But before we get started with the special guest, I got to talk to y'all for a second. Humble. Grateful. That's how I describe how I feel right now. I mean, I feel very humble, very grateful for everything that I do have. And I choose not to complain about what I don't have because it doesn't seem to help very much. You know, I think if more people would take that approach, I think it might help them deal with their day. Not that it's going to make all your problems go away, but at least it'll give you something positive to get your day started with. We had the Omaha Film Festival Thursday night. And that's a big part of why I'm feeling very humble today because, man, people showed up. And then we watched the documentary, the Look Like Somebody documentary. And also, we had a Q&A session. And that went really well. And I'm just feeling very grateful that it went as well as it did. And, and people were open to it. So that's one more reason why I'm humble. I have a ton of them, but that's just the main one right now. But, Jake, what's been happening with you, man? Oh, not too much. I was getting run. Getting an, our loss an hour of sleep, I suppose. Uh, so yeah. I'm still trying to adjust to that. See, that y'all need to adopt the Ricky style, man. Go to bed about 6 o'clock every day year-round, and you know what? Sleep <laughs> don't ever be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I just uh, I, I stay up to watch sports a lot. So, okay, uh, okay. Well, well, see, I, don't, I figured out the secret to that. Much as I enjoy watching, I just watch Sports Center. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Just like, get the highlights. Get the highlights, man, because sometimes they kind of drag me out, and, and I end up sleeping on a lot of them anyway, so yeah. Sports Center's better. Well, you know, I got a guest tonight that I'm very excited to have, and I'm just going to get right right into it. Jenna Rhodes, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank well, you. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And before we get started with the interview, I got I to gotta ask this question. Well, first, let me say thank you. Thank you for showing up at the Omaha Film Festival and watching the documentary. And you had to drive quite a ways to be there. So I am very, very appreciative of that. And I just don't want that to be taken for granted because a lot of people drove 30 minutes. Some people drove 45 minutes. I think you drove. How, how long did it take you to get there? Hour and a half hour and a half see that that's big so thank you again so much well what did you think of the film you know i'm someone who has had the opportunity to work with coach osborne on the documentary for his teammates program okay okay i think i have an even more unique perspective to add to this and hopefully you'll take my words and really take them to heart and that okay i i really loved it that was very touching and um i really appreciated your vulnerability and what it took to create something like this and uh, I know the time that it takes to create something like this as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because I know you know about that part. <laughs> yep, you really had to uh, commit some serious time to it. But I was really touched by the gentleman that you spoke to, that um, the one who was in prison, mm-hmm. and sharing his story and how he reached out to you and just said what a difference you made in his life. And I know that he was an example of so many people that you've touched. You know, that... I appreciate that, you know, but I think what really gets me is, and I hear this from a lot of different people, so I, I, I'm starting to buy into it, but, you know, there's a saying that you never know who you have an impact on, mm-hmm. and and I really don't. 
I mean, I just do what I do. But, you know, I've heard several times that, you're, you know, Ricky, you're impacting more people than you know. And I'm going to take that as a good thing. It Absolutely. And I think it's incredibly relatable. And mm. I say that because no matter what your struggle is, right? Whether right. it be drugs, alcohol, some kind of addiction, maybe right. relationships, people pleasing, could be anything under the sun. Correct. Everybody has a struggle and mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to really take the lessons that they've learned from that and make an impact in other people's lives um, mm-hmm. if they want to do that or they can choose not to and, and you chose to and I think it says a lot about your character that you did that well thank you very much I appreciate that uh you know I I got this belief that if you just put it out there it takes away the sting you know mm. uh, it is what it is I mean I'm not saying I'm real proud of it but if it will help someone not make those choices I think it was worth putting out there what was that moment that had you say, you know what, I'm going to take all of this bad and I'm going to do some good with it? When was that? I think that moment came shortly after I got the letter from Coach Osborne mm-hmm. in prison. And uh, it uh, it just basically inspired me to be- to know that somebody really believed in me, still believed in me, I should say. And, uh, and I thought about it. I was like, well, one day they're going to let me go. Yeah. And when they do... I got a choice. I can continue down this path that may bring me back or I can turn this into a positive and maybe help someone else not make these choices. And after that, after I decided on that, I prayed about it and I just never looked back. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming, you know, to the film festival. That means the world to me. I want to know who Jenna Rhodes is (laughs) because, uh, I'm very interested in, you grew up in, in a small town. and On a farm. Yeah, well, I mean, the town that you, <laughs> I'm not trying to be difficult here, but that town, I don't even know if you guys had a red light. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean tell us where you grew up. <laughs> so I grew up on a farm north of Exeter, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, we have a Casey's. Um, oh, man, y'all moving <laughs> on up. <laughs> They're doing big things. <laughs> a grocery store, a wonderful bank, um, lots of different businesses. But it is about population 600. So, 600. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And that's currently or is that? <laughs> uh, currently around that. Around 600. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, so you're, uh, you you grew up going to, did you what school did you go to? So I went to Exeter Milligan. Exeter? You know what? I know where that is. I spoke there before. Oh, okay. In October, actually. So now when you went to school there, uh, what did you do? Uh, Did you play sports or? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when you go to a small school, you do everything. Because if everyone doesn't participate in all the activities, the activities don't happen. Right. So that could have been anything from all the different sports uh, to Quiz bowl, one act play, choir, band, um, volleyball, basketball, track. So you did it. You had to do it all. Mm-hmm. And and growing uh, when you, once you got to high school, did you continue playing all the sports then, or did you just what did you do? Yep. So started a little bit in junior high, and then played those in high school. Also did softball in the summers. So all the surrounding towns would play each other, and I started playing softball with the same group of girls since I was five years old. Wow. Yeah. So you guys just really close-knit little group. Yes. And I had a really special class. Um, A lot of people tell you that, that we really pushed each other. And 
truth be told, the only peer pressure I faced was getting good grades. Oh, I mean, wow. okay. I, I was super blessed. And we said there was something in the water that mm-hmm. had us really push each other like that. Um, but I, I know that's not everybody's story, and I'm just incredibly glad. Just out of curiosity, uh, how big was your class? <laughs> yes. <laughs> curious. Guess how many people I had. Uh, like I mean, 600 populations. <laughs> I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to guess. Okay. So my class was consolidated by okay. the time I graduated with okay. Milligan. Okay. And so together we had 27. Wow. In your class. graduating class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at you. It's just I, I, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around because I have had classes you know, that were much, much, much larger. So, and, and how many did you have? I think we class? had over 1,200, you know, in my, my senior class. So 27 is kind of like, that's a group that I hung out with, <laughs> 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 you know. But anyway, uh, so after high school, then what happened? So I went to Nebraska Wesleyan. Oh, okay. Um, I what chose the- a smaller college because I had a smaller <laughs> high school class. Gotcha. So went from 27 to 400 in my class at oh, Wesleyan. Oh, man, you moved up. Big, big, big city, <laughs> big, big experience. You got more than one Casey's in, the, in Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just down the street, actually. We're not too far from Wesleyan right now, are we? So um, I majored in history and Spanish while I was there. Okay. Did you play any sports? At, at you know, Westland? I did some intramurals. Oh, did okay. a little volleyball here and there. But oh. um, no, I, didn't. I was in the band for a while. Played okay. clarinet. Okay. So we did a trip to Europe in um, wow. 2008. That was really fun. So you, you're talented then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Small town got talent, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we did some busking um in a no, train station. No. Do you know what that is? No, I do not. That's where you open up the guitar case and you play on the street corner. Oh. For money. I, <laughs> it's called busking. You did that where? So our band did that. Where? When we were in Europe at a train station. <laughs> yeah, in Switzerland. Wow. Yep, opened up the tuba case and we made 50 euros. And uh, our band director said, I'm not entirely sure we're supposed to do this according to university policy, but don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, well, if they don't know, it can't hurt <laughs> And uh, we used the money to, for a pizza party for the group. So it was awesome. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm like, I learn something new every day, <laughs> every day but that, that's something I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you, you, you finished up at Wesleyan, mm-hmm. and then what happened then? And then I sold power tools. Because, you Power know, that's, tools. that's what every history and Spanish major does, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm lost. Bach, help me with this, man. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. You finished up and you started selling power tools. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You're oh. going to have to, I mean, you oh. got to walk me through this. Now. Okay. How did you go from graduating Wesleyan to selling power tools? I'm just curious. Well, I had I was taking 21 credits senior year to try to finish with two majors. I'd studied abroad in Costa Rica for a while as well. So, okay. um, so anyway, I was trying to graduate in four years and was reading and writing just constantly. Mm-hmm. And I needed a little bit of a break from academia. And so one of my friends, uh, Melanie, had said that she loved working for DeWalt, the power tool company. And she said, why don't you just interview with them for fun? <laughs> and I said, well... I don't really know anything about power tools, but sure, I'll do it for fun. And, of course, when you're not nervous, you tend to do pretty well, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> you right. Yeah. nothing to lose. Yeah, right. And uh, so they sent me to a second round and then a third round. They flew me to Baltimore and kind of wind and dine me, and I ended up saying yes. 
<laughs> Bob, what'd you think about that, man? It's a surprising pass. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I knew so. I was going to learn something tonight. <laughs> I mean, but I wasn't expecting to learn this, but that's okay. That's all right. So yeah. keep going. I, <laughs> what happened after the power tool selling? So I moved to Kansas City, and okay. um, I was out on job sites calling on end users, and I was also working with distributors. So if you went in to buy power tool on the shelf, I was the one creating the discounts and deals that you would take advantage of. Ah, okay. For DeWalt. For DeWalt. Okay. And then um, I was out on the job site showing the latest, greatest power tools, doing safety demos in a hard hat, safety vest, shield toe <laughs> boots, the whole get up. <laughs> uh, how long did you do this? About 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's a big part of my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Man. Yep. Well, you know... That brings me to my next question. After that, then what? <laughs> so, you know, COVID shook up a lot of people's lives, right? Correct. And um, during that time, uh, DeWalt didn't want to lay anybody off. And so they said, why don't you guys take Fridays off? We'll take 20% of your salary and just find something else to do. And in that process, everybody got to keep their job, right? And so we okay. were all grateful for that. But I had some extra time on my hands. And my brother had started this company called Grindstone and this video production with that. And so I said, hey, Landon, I've got some time on Fridays. Why don't we just take a look and see what it might look like to work together on this? Because mm-hmm. um, I was really intrigued by what he was doing and super proud of him. And But certainly I had a really good thing going with DeWalt that I right. wasn't just going to jump into a uh, cold turkey. So it was those Fridays that helped us realize that, wow, we, we kind of got something here that I think will work. So now you've been doing this with your brother full time now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm, for almost two years. For two years. Yeah. And uh, I heard you mention you had done something with Coach Osborne. What else have you guys been doing? Oh, my gosh. All kinds of fun projects. Um, we actually just finished a project for the um, Confectionery Foundation. So now what is that? If you think of all the big candy companies that you're familiar with, like Hershey, Mars, so they make Snickers, yeah, Butterfinger. Right, right. So we had the opportunity to film with them. Wow. Yes. And the whole purpose of this project was to get kids excited about candy manufacturing. Huh. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So you, when you do these, are these like long projects or are these are something you guys do pretty quick? Or Sometimes it's, it's both, right? Okay. So for these candy projects, we would go in the same day and we'd film all the B-roll and all the interviews in the same day and go on to the next one. But with the documentary with Coach Osborne, I mean, that took over a year to produce. Oh, wow. So okay. Because you're following a student over time. And now that, that one you did for Coach Osborne, that was, a, was that about, you said teammates? Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me how that even came about. How did y'all even get that opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> they reached out to us and uh, wanted us to bid the project and had heard about us through the grapevine. And mm-hmm. so... I sat down and we came up with a game plan with Hannah, their marketing uh, director there. And it was one of the coolest projects of my whole life. I mean, now, when you did this, you said it took a year. Yeah. So you guys yeah. had to go to different loca- a lot of different locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it working with Coach? Coolest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> I had to interview. <laughs> the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Coach Osborne and Nancy at Memorial Stadium. Like, oh, yeah. Does it get any cooler than that? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I guess you got a point there. I won't, I won't challenge that. You know, and what's really beautiful is um, learning 
what Nancy did to bring that program to life. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, of course, Coach Osborne gets a lot of the credit, but I want to give credit where credit's due to Nancy and and the things that she did for the program. Let's talk about that. So, uh, because I don't know all the stuff that she did. So, you can educate me on that, too. Talk talk to me about uh, Nancy's role. Yeah. So, she saw a 60 Minutes episode. Um, This gentleman on the East Coast was investing in youth there in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically told these kids, like, if you graduate from high school, I'll pay for your education. Wow. And so she saw this on 60 Minutes and was really inspired and said, you know, Tom, why don't we look at investing in kids, you know, here in our area? And that's when he thought, well, let's, let's get the team involved, right? And let's get the, the team uh, to become mentors uh, for students in the area. And that's how Teammates was born. Well, it's done definitely taken off yeah. since then. I mean, yep. I uh, I see teammates are they're even out of state now. I mean, because I know it yep. was just in Nebraska originally. Yep, and we did go out of state to film. What? <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys go? It's up to Sioux City. Sioux City. Oh, okay. Sioux Falls. Sorry. Sioux, Sioux Falls. Falls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Up there. So, how was that experience, though? It was awesome, and I remember um, when I was interviewing Nancy. One of the things she said to me, she said that, you know, Tom always had the team, right? Right. And um, the the team and all of that took so much of his time and Mm -hmm. um, teammates was something that she and Tom could share together. And that was really special to her. I can see that because we, uh, I'm part of, I'm guilty. I was part of that taking up his time. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) I I was probably taking up more time than I needed to, but I was trying to get up, trying to get something accomplished. But, and, and Coach Osborne, you know, a lot of times, you know, to his credit, I have to say that playing for him was, was really quite an experience too, because, you know, a lot of head coaches, especially with the prestige that he had when I got here, you know, uh, they were kind of, you know, make an appointment. I'll talk to you when I can, but he wasn't like that, yeah. you know. And it, and sometimes he had a lot of people to deal with naturally. But I mean, even after he was done dealing with all his responsibilities, he made himself available to the players. And you know, and I was being from Texas, I was homesick, so you know, I got a million questions every day, and, and he always was very patient. And, you know, and understanding. So I can honestly say I took away a lot of Nancy's time too because he probably could have got home sooner if he hadn't been dealing with me. And I just had a, such a deep appreciation for both of them, right, mm-hmm. and the sacrifice that they made, not just daily, um, over the course of years right? Um, for all of the players and yeah. everybody they impacted in the community. So They have done so much good, you know, yeah. and still, you know, still are to this very day. But, I mean, just the fact that, uh, I think the humility factor I was talking about at the beginning of the show, you know, being humble and grateful, I think that pretty much sums him up because he's a very humble man and he don't have to be. No. Yeah, I mean, but he makes time for people even when he, you know, he doesn't have to do that. So that's a, one of the traits that I've taken from him and I've tried to use that as a benefit. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was just an honor to be in his presence and get that opportunity to interview him and Nancy and something I'll never forget. (laughs) Well, you know, one thing I'll say about Coach Osborne, he he's a good person and he's even a better man. You know, he like I said, he just goes out of his way to help others. And, you know, in, in our society today, that's just rare. Yeah. You know, everybody is, you know, which I understand you got to do what you got to do to make it for yourself. But 
he he really puts himself behind a lot of people instead of you know putting himself in front. Well, hey, listen, we're gonna take a quick break here, but we're gonna come back because you know I got more questions for you. So hey, everybody, y'all stay tuned. Ninety-three point seven, the ticket to get you happy on out. We'll be right back. 